Welcome, everyone, to another edition of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. This is your host, Dave Matthews. Online for this week, our topics include saying goodbye to an old friend in Tucker, Georgia area, BFA on the move, high school tennis intro, and a futuristic look at Racket Technology with the Babolat Racket Diagnostic Center. Stay tuned for more on this week's edition of Bikes, Burpees, and Backhands. Welcome back. First on the agenda this week is a sad topic for me. Um, Lots of people came across this gentleman, and I just have to say... Uh, So long to such a great friend. Uh, He was a great mechanic, knew all the ins and the outs of cars, automobiles, always tell you his opinion, uh, not only about automobiles, but about life itself and how to treat people and keep them honest. Uh, I came back from the winter break. Um, I guess that would be winter break like it's in school which started around the, I guess, the 18th, 19th of December, um, and happened to just gaze into Facebook, my Facebook page, and to my dismay was a post about the passing of longtime friend and mechanic uh, there in the Tucker, Georgia area, Mr. Ken Harris. Uh, Ken lived in Loganville, Georgia, I believe with his wife and maybe a kid or two, some grad kids also. I knew Ken. I just talked to him recently, um, and this is the kind of guy that he was. Uh, I had my check engine light come on on my car, and I uh, haven't seen Ken in a while because I had gotten it. <coughs> Excuse me. I had gotten a a good car a little while back, a few years back, and. Um, it had been running un- unbelievably. You know, I changed the oil just like he recommends and so on and so forth. And finally, uh, my check engine light came on. Well, I went by an auto zone by the house. Uh, they put the code reader on it. said it was a 402 or 420, one or the other. And I immediately picked up the phone and called Ken. Ken says, is it running bad? I said, no. He says, here's what you do. And this is, folks, the kind of gentleman he was. He said, run two tanks of premium gasoline in your car and run them down to about a quarter tank, refill it again, and then do that again. And when you refill it the third time, he said, uh, "Bring, let me know. Call me ahead of time, like the day ahead. Call me ahead and uh, bring it in the next morning. And on the way over, top it off with premium gasoline. So you get here, it should be a pretty full tank. I said, awesome. I said, well, what are you going to do then? He says, well, he had a friend a few years back that worked at a big dealership, I guess downtown Atlanta or something, and same thing was happening in some of their cars. And he said that he had this can of additive that he put it in after you ran two tanks of premium gas in there that... It sometimes will go and clean your catalytic converter. 
And I was like, oh my gosh, well, we'll give it a try. Give it anything a try because at that point in time, the catalytic converter, uh, the parts on it for my car were about 1800 and about another $1,000 for the repair. And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't afford this right now, but you know, if I can put it off a few months, that'd be better. So anyway, I tried it. And lo and behold, went over to Ken's place, found out from Ken he had had some trouble back in the summer, had to close his shop down for a month. He was back working on a weekend, trying to make ends meet and, you know, get a little bit ahead as, as us common folk do from time to time. And, um, I said, oh my gosh, I can't believe it. This thing, this little process worked and couldn't thank him enough and was going to, you know, get him a case of beer or something or something that he enjoyed, uh, when I saw him again and that gum, I look up on the, uh, internet on the, just after Christmas time. And there it was. Ken Harris of Loganville, Georgia had passed away, um, in his home in Loganville. And, uh, it really makes you think about how short and precious life really is, people. Uh, to run around like chickens with your head cut off and uh, not stopping and smelling the roses and be all money hungry and this, this, and this. I just got to tell you, uh, people like this, if, they, if you get lucky to they cross your path, it is really a blessing um, and sometimes it's in disguise, but this one I knew for a long time that he is just a great man, uh, been in the Tucker, Georgia area for as long as I can remember. And that's got to be near 30, 40 years. And I don't know what's going to happen to his shop because I know he had had some problems with a couple of employees were sick or hurt or something to that nature. So I really hope that H&M, Auto service is going to keep running. I don't know who's going to take it over and run it, but they are going to have some tough shoes to follow uh, from Mr. Ken Harris. Uh, I send my highest regards and condolences and prayers to the Ken Harris family, all the family and friends around Ken. Um, I pray for you all, uh, and he will be a gentleman that will be tremendously missed uh such a great guy a uh, great mechanic but just one of those people that is just a salt of the earth and uh hopefully one day i'll get to see him working on some uh gold automobiles up there in the heavens above and maybe we'll get out and get us a bike ride in and uh, catch up on old times but uh my salute to you mr ken harris and his family and friends and and mechanics over there, um, my prayers and condolences for all of you because we have lost a genuine uh, gem of a man. Um, be right back with the next story. Welcome back. I'm just going to touch on this topic very quickly. Um, it comes around about this time of year, every year in January, February, uh, high school tennis, um, just a couple of, uh, preventative measures, uh, for a lot of kids that are a, just making a high school or varsity J or junior varsity team or varsity team, 
Um, also, those aspiring to be on a high school team, um, not a forewarning, but just a heads up that, number one, you need to look out for yourself. Uh, I know they try to make tennis as a team sport. In high school, you do put matches together, but in reality, you're right on the court. You can be coached by a high school coach, but in a lot of cases, high school coaches are just sponsors. So the amount of coaching that goes on there is uh, a mile away from what coaching really is. Um, And from there, uh, you know, don't expect the moon. Expect, you know, listen to some of your veterans on the team, um, some of your uh, you know, like I said, second, third-year players, uh, chit-chat with them before the season starts or before even tryouts start. Uh, make sure it's what you're looking for. Um, you know, I see uh, kids all the time, you know, go to JV practice or go to the high school practice, and when they start playing the uh, challenge matches, however few or many there may be, depending on the team that you're on, some schools do a lot of challenge matches to establish a clear-cut pecking order. Some people do a little bit of a, uh, you know, a here's your top four or five, let them play it out. Here's your next five, let them play it out, and then let the couple in between those two groups play to see if there's any overlap um, and where your break in the lineup will be so that you can, you know, make amendments as people yeah, maybe get COVID. Hopefully they don't. But if they do or get sick or hurt, uh, they got to go out. Where do you put them in the lineup? So a lot of that stuff going on. And when that happens, a lot of schools don't have a lot of courts for the amount of kids that they have on their teams. And a lot of schools don't cut. And that, in my mind, is not a great thing because, one, um, to a degree, high schools are just trying to get a lot of money so that they can fulfill their budget, pay their lay coaches, and give the kids really nice clothing and stuff like that. Well, I have my you know opinion of that also. I played high school tennis for four years. I played in white t-shirts and a short and pair of shorts. I had three pairs of shorts growing up, and that was it. I played in white t-shirts. Didn't matter to me. I was on my Central High School Red Devil team, and we were out there to hit tennis balls in the court and play as best we could. And that's what I brought to the court every day, and all my teammates knew that. They didn't care. Um, I didn't get my first uniform really until we got into college, and that was fine. Uh, I was you know, a full-ride tennis scholarship player, um, and I understood my value. Um, and anybody else that wanted to walk on that team, uh, it wasn't a club sport. It was a athletic venue, and I was there to uphold and represent my school, and that was what I was there to do. So don't confuse the two, uh, high school, college. Um, to play in college these days, to say you play in college is pretty easy. A lot of colleges on a team that usually only plays six players, which is six singles and three doubles teams. Um, generally speaking, they only play six or seven at the most. Maybe the seventh player is a very good doubles player. 
and one of your singles players toward the bottom of the lineup is not that good a doubles player, maybe your seventh guy goes in and plays doubles. Uh, that doesn't happen that often, though. And any team that carries more than about eight or nine, uh, they're just trying to make money. I see this a lot in colleges. Not only I don't see it too much in Division One, but I see it in Division Two and Three and NAIA schools all the time. Uh, they carry a lot of players. Those other players are on the team, quote, and then they also are paying you know ten, fifteen thousand dollars a year. They're getting a lot of it on the the Pell and Hope grant and all that, but uh, they're still paying ten, twelve thousand dollars you know per year to be on that quote team, but yet they're never going to play. Why don't we cut these people? Well, easy, easy you know, solution is money, money income. So anyway, that's my take is please watch out for your time. A lot of these coaches uh, will tell you all about what's going on, la, 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 la. And then all of a sudden you realize you got sucked in and your time is now wasted. Your time is now uh, overused. You are dead to the world physically and mentally because you've been going so hard watching people play and playing a few matches. And You've got to be careful that you're getting out of it what you need to get out of it. And if you're not, you can cry to the heavens above because you ain't getting the time back. That will be something that you will have to reckon with at the end of your high school career is that year or six months or three months was wasted. Well, lots of players go back 60, 80 spots in the ranking because they lose their conditioning four times faster than they gain it. So for you to take two to three months off to play high school tennis and get no conditioning there, and then, you know, try to go somewhere else and get your conditioning in. It is such a hard thing to do. So enough said on the high school tennis intro. I'll be right back with our third topic of four on the day. Welcome back. Uh, this will be a quick one. Just going to announce really quickly that Bike Friendly Atlanta, uh, the home office is moving. Um, I will announce later on in the late spring or early summer where the final address is, but it is still in Georgia. It's in the northeast of Atlanta area. Uh, I am still going to be present. I'm still going to be pounding the asphalt, uh, getting back out on my bike a little bit more, uh, get my trainer set up here for my temp- in my temporary address um, for about for about three or four months. Um, so I'll get my Zwift going on again here pretty soon. I got to get my Wi-Fi going. But uh, I will be, I am doing ghost bikes right now for a gentleman in Marietta and another gentleman in Leeds, Alabama. We are spreading our wings this year on Bike Friendly Atlanta uh, as much as I can. I will be getting out of the state uh, to go around the southeast. Might even venture further than that. You never know. Uh, so... If you're trying to look to help Bike Friendly Atlanta, you always know that you can go uh, and donate on the Facebook fan page. You can always go to PayPal, look up Bike Friendly ATL, comma, Inc. Uh, it is there. We have a PayPal account there you can donate with. Um, 
And you can always use go to your Kroger Rewards card and go to Community Rewards online and select Bike Friendly ATL. A small percentage out of every one of your purchases will go to Bike Friendly Atlanta. Please do that. I think we only have 12 or 15 families that are doing that right now. Those small checks do add up every quarter. Uh, you can also, I know a lot of us order on Amazon. You can go to Amazon uh, uh, and put in amazon.smile.com, I believe, and you can select a nonprofit and Bike Friendly ATL Inc. is there. Uh, and a short, small portion of your Amazon uh, purchase will go toward Bike Friendly Atlanta. So please sign up for those. Help us out. Uh, this is maybe one of the only nonprofits in America that still makes no money. Uh, nobody is paid to run Bike Friendly Atlanta. It is all donated. The only thing your dollars do is buy white paint, uh, um, help a little gas money to get me to and from the sites. And buy a few chains and stuff like that. And that's about it. Uh, we will raise the voices of all of our fallen friends one day. And create a safer place for us all to operate our cars, our bicycles, and the pedestrians can walk safely and safer. But we have to get people in cars to first start doing the speed limit. I know there are cyclists that are not doing red lights and stop signs. But I also know that the onus is on the bigger, faster vehicle. So we get cars to slow down. There will be less fatalities on our road between just cars, and that will help more people live a life that is worth living. Be right back for our last topic of the day. Welcome back. There's going to be an addition to uh, the Bike Friendly YouTube channel. Um, it will not have anything to do with Bike Friendly ATL. It will have to do with racket technology. Uh, I am the sole uh, owner, not of one, but I do have one of the few machines. I have no idea how many was made, but I'm sure it wasn't that many. It is a machine by, by Babolat. Babolat is a industry leader in stringing machines and high-tech stringing machines. I happened to purchase many years ago this machine called a RDC, Racket Diagnostic Center. It does about everything you can do to a tennis racket and goes above and beyond uh, putting together a bunch of small machines. This machine tests the weight, the balance, the swing weight, the string bed stiffness, and the frame stiffness of a tennis racket. And with all those measurements, you can actually make, you know, a lot of players go and they have two or three rackets in their bag. And when they play, they, you know, break a string with a number one racket and then they go to pick up a number two racket. Well, what if your number two and your number three racket were a same identical racket to your number one? Well, you would have less confidence loss in your ability to perform with that second and third racket. Even though you know it's, quote, the same, every racket on that wall has a 5% variance in all those categories, and that allows it to still be called the same racket. 
So what I can do with this machine is I can plug in, if you have three rackets, plug in your heaviest racket. I can match it up by adding a small amount of weight, depending on the difference in the weight. And I can also know exactly where to add that weight to make the swing weight identical and the weight and everything else the same too. Frame stiffness, there's nothing you can do about it. The thing you can do with, with frame stiffness is you can test a brand new racket that's on the wall. Could be a Babolat, Wilson, uh, head, doesn't matter. And then, you know, later in years, a year or two later, if you're playing a lot of tennis, you can come back in and go, I'd like to know what the difference in my number one and my number two racket is. Well, your number one racket might be a 55 on the stiffness scale, and your number two racket might be a 65 because it gets played with less. Well, I might string, you know, the number two racket, which is stiffer, I might string it a little bit looser than the number one because the number one is more flexible because it's getting played more. So those are some characteristics that will be interesting to watch. So one of the big ones I want to watch is I'm going to start stringing some rackets for some, you know, guinea pigs, I call them, some of my players. I'm going to string their rackets with some, some test string. Number one on the list right off the bat is the Babolat R RPM Soft. Uh, it's a brand new rack uh, string. Just came out about two months ago. It is supposed to be, and it's touted as being the in-between string, between going from a multi-filament, you know, high-end string, to a polyester. So instead of going straight to a polyester, which is so hard on your arm and so stiff, this RPM Soft is is a monofilament, just like polyester string is, but it is not made of a polyester fiber. So that will be an interesting thing to be able to add some data, string that up. I can string it on my star three here in my con in my apartment and also test the stream bed stiffness right there as it comes off. And then for every hour of play, I can bring that racket back and retest it on the string bed stiffness to see how fast the tension loss is on that string. We all know that polyester string uh, loses its resiliency a tremendous amount after about 12 or 15 hours of play. So it will be interesting to see what this RPM Soft does on the tension scale. Y'all stay tuned to that one, and we'll see how that plays out. I appreciate all of you listening in. This has been a little bit longer of a podcast um, than normal. I will get back to our shorter links uh, with the next podcast. I appreciate all of you listening in. There are thousands of podcasts out there, and you pick this one to listen to. Hopefully some of this information will uh, lead you to, to live a better life, and uh, hopefully your tennis or your cycling or your fitness uh, questions get answered here. If, if not, you can always send us a comment or a message, and I'll be glad to give you a shout-out on future podcasts. Hope everybody has a great 2022. Stay safe, stay healthy, and drive not distracted. Y'all have a good day.